Hey everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of Boko no X Anime. This is the weekly podcast where we go through every episode of the 2011 Madhouse co-production with Marvel Entertainment associated with G4 Tech TV, now streaming on Crackle of Marvel Anime X-Men. I'm Zach Jenkins, and with me as always is Luz Bianca. Luz, how are you on this fine, fine, fine evening? I am finally mostly free of the shackles of illness, and I'm ready to take the world by storm. Ooh, Storm, that's a character in this show. That sounds like a, is. a dank reference there. <laughs> I guess. Uh, yeah, so this is this is the fourth episode. Uh, it's titled Transformation, and this is kind of the end of the first arc of the show. What a, what a great ending to a kind of underwhelming arc. Yeah, uh, you know how we were excited because number three was great? like had a lot of forward momentum and some interesting stuff yes i remember yeah this one's still got emma and armor which are good great improvement already yeah already making me happier and then it's got the rest of the show uh yeah less great more bad actually yeah uh and speaking of the last episode we open with a repeat of the last seconds of the last episode with Kick shambling out of this uh, abandoned wrecked facility and shooting a big old laser armor, but boom, Emma jumps right in the way. Yeah, and um, so then it goes back to the immediately afterwards, and Emma is blocking it because she's in this like shiny little form. Yeah, she's she's a diamond now. She's a diamond now. She's shining bright like a diamond. What Rihanna always wanted her to do. Okay, so literally my notes do say Emma shines bright like a diamond and isn't stoked about it. Great minds, am I right? You you are right. And see, Emma's not happy because her entire body just turned into a diamond, and that's weird when you think about it. Yeah, like how is she supposed to like put on makeup? You know, like that doesn't sound fun. Well, she doesn't. Smear. She she's all sparkly. She she immediately refra- refracts all this light and is already always showing off her best angles. So I'm just trying to think about like other physical things you do as a human that like being a full diamond would like impair. Like, how are you supposed to like eat? Uh, she doesn't need to. It's the beauty of her diamond form. She doesn't need to breathe or eat or sleep or anything. She just gets to be pretty. Okay, but, like, how does she, you know, I feel like that'd be painful. Again, she's a diamond. She is beyond our physical needs. She is, she is very compressed <laughs> carbon, and she's very shiny. <laughs> okay, okay, I guess I can accept that. Um, I also love how, like, when they're fighting, because... You know, she has to flex in, and so, of course, they have to fight and, like, defeat him. But there's, like, this part where, like, two policemen are, like, maybe we should call for backup. And then Emma just looks at them as, like, relax. The Axemen are here, and he just goes, like, good. And you're, like, okay. <laughs> like, somehow that doesn't fit with my general narrative of the government and X-Men. It's very good that the police officers are just, like, 
this is a... We were just picking up some people in a van to take them to the hospital. This is not what we had planned. Yeah. Uh, Kick, for what it's worth, decides to throw off this plan. Do they call him Kick in the Japanese at all in this yet? Or do they still just call him a weird name? I actually did not get the chance to listen to the Japanese one. One of my friends is borrowing my DVD player. Oh... Yeah, um, but for those of you who don't remember, in the old one, they called him Todd for some reason. Yeah, I mean, he's not Todd. He's Kick. But that's fine. That's fine. And Kick starts yelling about how they shouldn't have thought it was that easy and how this isn't even his final form uh, before jumping on a jetpack and trying to murder them. But it doesn't matter because Armor's around. And you remember how apprehensive she was about being a superhero in the last episode? I do. A full 180 as she does spin kicks and flips through the air to uh, slow motion knock him out uh, as Wolverine flies up and then cuts to black as he stabs his face off. I mean, once you can control your powers, you can really do anything. You know, all your insecurities just vanish immediately. Yeah, it didn't take her very long, though, which, I mean, that's fine. Where were we? Uh, So we mentioned that Emma... uh, She's trying to figure out what's going on, and Beast says, Well, Emma, it looks like uh, you've gone through a secondary mutation. Like me when I turned into this cat. Which is a weird... Like, I get it because I'm an X-Men reader. That seems like a weird thing just to add into this show, where most people could have assumed, Oh, so Beast's mutation is that he looks like a cat, right? That's just what he is? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I feel like a lot of the times this anime is, like, relying real hard on people having read or consumed other X media. And yeah. I think that's to, to its detriment, honestly. Well, because because it is, uh, it is not consistent with what it takes and what it, uh, you know, just leaves for the reader to figure out. Yeah. Because it's like, okay... Uh, here's secondary mutations. We're just going to throw this out here. Here's just a general understanding of the Dark Phoenix saga. You know how this goes. By the way, all Mm. these Morrison things are here, and we're naming them the Morrison things, but they aren't really the Morrison things. Yeah, but also I just feel like, in general, it's going to alienate new new viewers, you know? Like, what if you just like anime, and you see an anime, and you're like, oh, okay, but then they're, like, throwing all this stuff at you? You know, like, yeah, I don't it, know. It definitely seems like it would be a lot for someone who isn't coming in with a general understanding of the source material to begin with. Yeah. Uh, so that whole scene does end, though, and they move on over to the Ichichi house, uh, Armor's house, uh, where everyone's very happy to see their, you know, daughter again. And there's also a girl named Kyoko, who is her best friend uh her best friend who is just a human uh and then runs up and gives her a giant japanese schoolgirl hug uh and then cyclops and wolverine have what might be the best exchange of the episode oh yes yes yeah cyclops says hey at least someone here doesn't hate us and wolverine Wolverine goes she ah she's just a kid give her a few years to get the hang of it she'll get the hang of it it's very you know, good. You know, like, the Warren Hodge and all of us is just like, yeah, that's going to happen. Yeah, look, fair. 
they've, they've been around enough bigots to know that, oh, this kid's probably going to hate us soon. But whatever. She's nice now. Yeah. Uh, so they decide that, hey, you know, they want to take Emma back to the States for some tests, uh, which Hisako's not happy about. Uh, but before they can really decide on that, the, uh, you know, their whole family says, hey, we're going to have to make you guys lunch before you fly on this very long jet trip for rescuing our daughter. Very nice of them. It is very nice of them. Uh, odd of uh, Kyoko and Armour to be talking about what to make and Kyoko saying, put more milk in it. He's like a big cat. Yeah, cats do like milk, though. Yeah, Beast is still a human. I bet he does like milk. But Kyoko is my favorite uh, after Mr. Cellopod. Uh, yeah, yeah. She's just excited for, you know, Hello Kitty to be blue and sitting in her best friend's living room. Exactly. Like, you see a cat mint, you feed it milk, maybe some salami. Do cats like salami? I'm not a cat owner. I don't know. I assume that, most it's, things it's, it's, like salami. It's this salami. new meme that just came up that was like, is it okay to feed your cats a few slices of salami? And yes, it is. I don't know why it's a meme, but like, I love salami. So I'm going to try feeding oh some to my cat. You are so much younger than me. You understand <laughs> all the fresh new memes. Luz, do you know what? On the, on the topic that everyone wants to know about, which is memes. Yes. The latest meme I was thinking of was one from like 2010 where it's a cat sitting at a kitchen table looking at a newspaper saying I should buy a boat. And that's the whole joke. But it speaks to me and it's been speaking to me for days now. Do you want a boat? I, I think I should buy a boat. I don't live near water. Like it's a 45 minute. Uh, I guess eh, yeah, probably about a 35, 45 minute drive to the nearest lake. Okay, so I think you should just get one of those ships in bottles. That's or like very maybe like small. or maybe like a little like plastic tugboat you can put in a um in a bathtub. Yeah, I have children. We have we have one of those. Then why do you need another maybe, boat? Maybe I should just Why do you need well, another boat, Zach? Well, I'm just sometimes you're inquisitive and you're thinking about it. Uh much like much like the X Men are thinking of going to New York. And Cyclops is thinking of blaming Emma for literally everything bad that's happened in his life. Yeah, there's definitely some tension there. And I do love how she kind of like lets her mean side get out. She's like, listen, you raging paranoid. <laughs> He's being a little very ridiculous about the whole situation. And all the other X-Men are kind of looking at him saying, Cyclops, she seems like she's on the level right now. Maybe you are could Are you chill. on the level? He's... Cyclops is well known for being the, uh, you know, the maverick, the rogue of the X-Men. The guy who's, you know, he's the real loose cannon. Oh, yeah. 100%. Mr. Homework and Vegetables, real loose, can real loose cannon. <laughs> uh, Hisako doesn't want to do Homework and Vegetables, though. She wants to hang out with her best friend, Emma, who she just met, and go across... Well, just met in real life. Yeah, I mean, I guess. Uh, but she begs her parents that she, if she can go to New York with Emma and get experimented on, and they say, fine. I mean, it is kind of ironic because you have to wonder about, like, the dilemma that mutant parent, that parents of mutants go through when, like, yeah, they're probably going to be, like, best understand their parents and best understand their powers and be around their people at this academy. But they're also in, like, huge danger in a way that they weren't if had would they stay with their parents 
Uh, to be fair, she literally did just get kidnapped while staying with her parents. So yeah, maybe but they just said there's an end to that. You know, they said, "Oh yeah, it's not going to happen anymore." That's great. Ah, well, regardless of good parenting structure or whatnot, they decide to fly away to Japan. And Armor is already planning her New York vacation. Uh, she wants to go to Broadway, and Beast is very excited to go see Cats. Does he actually say Cats? No, but he's a cat person, and the cats cats is the hot new property now because Rebel <laughs> it Wilson is the hot and new Taylor property. Swift are all cat people. Um, no, I am very disappointed that a flying squid mutant attacks the ship, and uh, we are deprived of the chance to hear Beast sing. Yeah, you're talking about the big shadow tree frog bird thing. I, I thought it was a squid, but yeah. I don't know what it is, and that's part of the problem with this entire sequence. Uh, it's incomprehensible what's going on. Yeah, it's also very dark, so you just can't see very well. Yeah, uh, Wolverine decides to go fight this thing that's attacking their jet. And by fight it, I mean he's going to climb outside of the plane as some heavy metal riffs start playing uh, and attack this thing with Akuma hair. Yes, and he is, and no one's going to back him up, which I guess is fine. Someone needs to fly the plane, and someone needs to talk about show tunes. Yeah, but it's, I think you're right. The fact that it's dark doesn't help. The fact yeah. that this monster that he's fighting does not have, like, a set form or silhouette. It's always changing. Uh, and, you know, the monster is cloaked in shadow doesn't help. And the fact that there are so many very quick cuts in here. I have no yeah. idea what was going on in this fight scene. Yeah, neither did I. I was, I was honestly thinking, like, is Zach going to like this? Because he likes action scenes and he understands them more than I do. Because I'm, like, not getting anything from this. No, this was this was a bad action scene. It really took down the whole episode. Like, I liked the opening action scene of the entire uh, uh, episode where Armor does a really cool spin flip kick and hit stuff. Because uh, yeah. it's clear, you can see what's happening, you know where everyone is uh, in the fight, you know what their role is. Here, it's chaotic, it doesn't make any sense, and it's yep. played as if you're supposed to be following it, and it doesn't work. Yep. Yeah, it, it goes on way too long for us not to follow it, and yet we don't. Anyway, it all ends by Wolverine stabbing this kid, and he turns back into a teen. A uh, teen-ish. A teen-ish. Teen-adjacent. He's really 5,000 years old, but who can tell? He's mutants. Mutants doesn't crack. <laughs> uh, this Anyway, this teen... Uh, Did you know Jean Grey is actually 50 years old? Oh, good for her. She looks, she looks stunning for her age. Mutant don't crack. Mutant don't crack? Yes. <laughs> uh, anyway, the kid, the kid gets experimented on, uh, and they figure out that his mutant powers kicked into overdrive like that one akira monster they fought in the tunnels a couple episodes back which yep. is very curious they say yeah the human experience are probably the cause of this right which and is cyclops is like are you sure though are you sure which it wasn't is, the inner circle which is wild because the thing was trying to murder emma and also what you have like, you have mutant scientists who captured a bunch of mutant kids, and now all those mutant kids have turned into evil monsters. And maybe, maybe your first instinct should be those guys who are bad. 
instead of the other guys who are bad and have been disbanded since a year ago. Yeah, uh, Emma finally gets real, uh, real upset about all this stuff uh, yeah. when they're trying to uh, trying to run tests back at the Xavier Institute that they finally did fly over there. Uh, yes. Beast finds a virus that's targeting the mutant gene uh, in Emma, who is de- taking all these tests in a robe that is wide open for no good medical reason. Yeah, I mean, I don't... It really is curious that, like, they want to focus so much on her assets and yet Storm's right there and she can, like, have practical clothing. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, There's a lot of conversation about Emma Frost and how to portray her and stuff. Uh, And, you know, her using her sexuality for her own advantage uh, in ways that other characters work. And I understand that in some contexts. In this context, she's having a medical procedure... Yeah, like an MRI is not the time to show yourself off, I think. It it's doesn't make really, sense. It doesn't. Unless she's trying to seduce Beast, which I don't think she is. I can't imagine she's trying to seduce Beast very much. Imagine if she was, though. That'd be hilarious. You know what? I could see them working as a couple. A boring couple, but a couple. They would they would try and date because they have so many shared interests, but then grow apart from each other when they realize that they have no chemistry. Yeah, yeah. I'm just remembering that one anime where, like, she's like, Doctor, I want you. And he's like, and he slaps her hand away, and he's like, this isn't covered by your insurance. I don't know what anime that is, but that sounds like some other videos that I found on sketchy websites. No, like, he's, like, very clearly rejecting her because <laughs> it isn't covered by her insurance. Huh. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. You know, if if you were the real anime expert, you could uh, tell people where they could find this very weird scene that, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah? Japan has, like, national health care. Apparently it doesn't cover... Seduction? Seduction. Prostitution? Actually, that makes sense. Now that I say that out loud, that (laughs) tracks. You know, like, they don't pay me enough for that. (laughs) Um, I actually don't know where you can find that anime. Um, it's very sad. And you know what else is sad? Uh, the fact that Wolverine cannot win at pool and gets really mean about it because Cyclops is very good, but also does not play pool the right way. Yeah, yeah, that. That's exactly what I was going to say was sad. Did it bother you as much as it bothered me that they made a point to show the eight ball dropping in, but then have another ball drop in after it? And say Cyclops wins because that's not how billiards works. I'm a gay college student. I've never actually paid pool. Okay. Look, I've not been gay and I've not been a college student in a long time. Yeah. I remember playing a lot of pool in college and I feel like that could be an activity for certain, uh, like Kristen Stewart type, uh, members. Members of what? Members of the LGBT community. Well, do do I strike you as a Kristen Stewart? I mean, no, not really. <laughs> yeah, there we go. I'm like you strike I, me as someone know, who like, might like Kristen Stewart, but in a very real way, I have I have no actual understanding about how any of that works. I haven't dated since I was seventeen. Wait, you got married when you were seventeen? 
No, but like I didn't have to like pick up a new. Oh, okay, person. okay, okay, okay. I had a I little like, bit of time, geez. and then I could just be me, and everyone accepted that. And by everyone, I mean my now wife, who's amazing, and I love her. Uh, yeah, shout out to Zach's wife. Yeah, she's great. She's watching our kids right now. They've been very bad tonight. It's not been fun. Shout out to Zach's wife. You're you're a real one. <laughs> anyway, Wolverine's so mad about pool that he bets a motorcycle on this game that he's obviously lost several times to Cyclops, who's not really trying. Yeah, I love the line where he's like, you're Canadian, which is just like such like a forced line. But it does lead to the joke of like, why don't you try hockey instead? Which is just, I kind of love it. It's good. Uh. Canada is America's little brother who we pick on and ends up actually having a better life than us in a lot of respects. Uh, So I'm okay with us making fun of our good friends up north here. In In an odd change of pace, though, Hisako and Professor X have a talk and there's a bunch of creepy music. And he asks her, have you ever heard of the Sasaki Academy? Uh, no. I mean, I think I heard of it. Maybe when I was little. But no, sorry. Which is weird, because I was like, if you really wanted to know, you could just read her mind. I don't think you'd have any moral qualms with that. No, this Professor X seems pretty chill with moral boundaries. Yeah, yeah. I I, I don't know why he just didn't, like, take a quick gander in her mind. Well, he doesn't have time, because Emma pops out, and she's okay. Everyone's fine. Hasako's so happy that she's crying. And they deliver the line that, Things aren't over for the X-Men yet. Which makes sense, because we've got nine more episodes of this animes. Or eight more. you could say, they're just beginning. (laughs) (laughs) They are, they are, in fact. So that wraps up the fourth episode of this podcast. Uh, And by podcast, I do mean this podcast that's covering this anime that just ended its fourth episode. Yep. Uh, A bit of a downer ending? Like, it just... It lost all of the momentum it had at the end of the last episode. Yeah. It, like, I would have liked to have just seen more pathos or just more emotion in general. Mm-hmm. You know, like, Emma isn't super concerned that um, that she's, like, that her body's changing. Um, Xavier isn't super concerned about whatever revelations he had last episode. You. Cyclops... Cyclops is pretty concerned, but no one takes him seriously, and it putters out pretty quickly. Well, he's being kind of a jerk about it. He is, but, like, this could have been the moment for some great, like, yelling. Like, you, like, you know, like, I would have liked to have seen some actual, like, effort and, like, drive behind it. He just seems like he's being a jerk for, to be a jerk. He is, and it's it's to the fault of this episode. I'll tell you where where it leaves me is that... I don't know what direction the rest of this show takes. Like, it kind of wrapped up the most of the loose ends that it had. Besides, who's experimenting on these kids to turn them into monsters when the answer seems very likely to be those guys that we just got out of a... that we just beat up, right? It was them? I mean, the only thing I can really think of is, like, Sublime clearly collected the data. So Sublime's got his data, yep. Sublime's got his data, so I assume he's going to make some conclusion off that data, publish it in a scientific journal, maybe. Well, as long as it's a peer-reviewed study, I'm okay with that. Exactly. That peer review of the um, mutant haters. 
Though, frankly, I find, regardless of how compelling his results are, I find his methods to be highly immoral and really put a big, you know, black mark all over this entire report. Yeah, I think that's what the peer reviewers are going to say. They're going to be like, well, gee, like, are you sure you didn't force this out of anyone? He's going to be like, no, they were just fighting. And like, do you want to, like, use that as, like, a good sample? And they're like, yeah. It's a, oh. Yeah, it's tainted, to say the least. <sighs> now, Luz, this episode had many anime moments, but what do you think was the most anime moment? Honestly, just Kyoko and his entire presence. I mean, maybe not the most anime, but definitely the most delightful. She's very good. She definitely seems like a generic anime schoolgirl. And I'm going to be honest, I feel like something bad's going to happen to her. And I don't remember her existence in the show. Well, that could mean she's forgotten, I mean. It could. It just doesn't bode well to me. Yeah, it doesn't bode. Uh, Now, what I'd say the most X-Men moment... Uh, yes. Would actually be the moment where Beast and Hisaka are talking about going to Broadway. Really? Yes, and I have a reason for this. Okay. There are a lot of historical uh, times in the X-Men where Beast wants to go to Broadway, specifically in the uh, very good two-part uh, series or two-part uh, arc Murder at the Mansion from Grant Morrison's X-Men where the Stepford ah. Cuckoos make Beast think that he went to the, uh, I guess it was the opera, not Broadway in this case, but, you know. Same thing. Close enough for us plebeians out there. Uh, and, you know, Beast is, Beast is a very cultured, nice guy. And I like that, you know, not only is he excited to go to the bro- to Broadway, but he's going to be excited to see whatever Hisako wants to see. Like, he's yeah, not yeah, going to be too highbrow. Yeah, you know, like, Hisako's gonna be like, let's see, Rent, and uh, Beast's gonna be like, sure. That was a low blow at Rent. Rent sucks, I'm sorry. Taking taking a hard anti-Rent stance here, but, you That's know the what? official stance of this podcast. Anti-Rent, pro-Peppa Pig. I, I have no feelings on Rent, so I, w- I will stand by that. Uh, just like uh, we stand by all of our listeners who have supported this uh, show and made it a cool thing. Thank you guys for listening uh, to this episode. If you want to like review us on iTunes or whatever, that'd be cool. Tell your friends about this weird anime podcast that Give spun us off five from this stars. Weird... Yes, five, five stars. Maybe five six. Five stars. Six. Seven. Find, seven. find find the multiple star button and just keep hitting it. We uh, want you got, your reviews to be so positive because we're so amazing that they transcend the five-star limit. Really, yeah. We transcend the limits of the review structure to Just communicate how amazing Zach and I are. Break break apart the old world and build a new one from there. Uh, and if you like that, you can always go over to XavierFiles.com. That's where we have all the latest and greatest in like where this podcast is hosted, where my other podcast, Battle of the Atom, is hosted, uh, where all of the... Uh, all of the discussions we have about all the X books are there, and just a bunch of other fun stuff. Also on Twitter at Xavier Files. Hey, Luz, what's up with you? Where can people find you? What do you got going on? Uh, happy. Well, not exactly happy. I did message Leah from last episode on Tinder. She got back to me. I messaged her. Nothing. I'm moving on. 
I'm living. Well, I'm thriving. Um, you know you what? You find me That's at Twitter sad. at LuzBianca417. It's not that sad. It happens all the time. I don't, I, as we've established, it's been o- over a decade since I've been in the dating scene. I don't know how this works anymore. Yeah. Well, you know, if my love life updates in any significant way, I'll, I'll make, you old guys will be the first to know. I think that's that's what the people come here for. Uh, But until then, sayonara, folks. See ya.